Welcome to River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg. My name is Nolan Bicknell. With me as always is my co-host, Robert Zirk. On today's show, TEDx Winnipeg took place this week, presenting ideas worth spreading to a local audience. RC360's Stacey Cardigan-Smith spoke with presenter, former NFL star Israel Adonage, and one of the organizers of the event, Nicole Jensen, to learn more. Then we'll hear about an inspiring lecture by Calgary Mayor Nahid Nenshi that took place at the University of Winnipeg recently. Find out what he had to say and what he hopes all Canadians will do to celebrate Canada's 150th birthday. And we'll also hear about some of the Winnipeg Foundation's most recent community grants in a new segment highlighting the organizations that are working to make our city a better place. All this, some great classic music, and much, much more on today's episode of River City 360. Welcome to River City 360. Nolan and Robert here with you this morning. Welcome to June as well. It's uh, gorgeous weather out there. Yep. Finally, summer. We can we can enjoy the patio season. We can enjoy the sun. We can go for a walk down to the forks and enjoy just a lovely Winnipeg summer. Finally, absolutely. That's it's exciting. really nice being able to get that get out there and enjoy all the wonderful outdoor things that our city has to offer. Yep, there's a whole without bunch. the cold. Yeah, exactly. Festivals and parades and all sorts of things happening. So uh, hope that you're enjoying your weekend. Thank you very much for spending it with us. Uh, we've got a fantastic show for you this week. Uh, some great stories to get to, some cool interviews. Uh, but as we always do, let's start things off with a song because it is summer and it's time to get out there and enjoy life. So how about the song It's Time for Living" by Association right here on River City 360. Things 
Good morning and welcome back to River City 360. Nolan and Robert here with you this morning and we're now joined in studio by a very special guest. We have Stacy Cardigan-Smith, a contributor here on River City 360. Stacy, thanks for joining us. Thank you. So we're here to talk about TED Talks. Um, so I'm not sure if our listeners have heard of TED Talks before, but TED is a platform for ideas worth spreading. Uh, TEDx Winnipeg was held earlier this week on Thursday and our very own Stacy Cardigan Smith was there. Uh, you had the chance to talk to an organizer and a presenter. So uh, how did that go exactly? Just give us a little overview. It was it was great, very inspirational. I had a lovely time, and um, yeah. So who exactly is Ted, and why were there this series of of, of talks named after him exactly? Okay, so Ted isn't actually a person, even though it would be pretty cool to listen to Ted talk Ted all day. Talk. Um, Ted stands for Technology, Education, and Design. And so Ted Talks are inspirational pro uh, presentations about these topics, and they're meant to get people thinking about the world, about their place in it, and about how to make it a better world, really. So I spoke with Nicole Jensen, who's the chair of TEDx Winnipeg 2016, about our Ted Talks. <laughs> Can you, just for people who might not know, what is TEDx? Mm -hmm. TEDx is an offshoot of the Big TED Conference. Uh, the Big TED Conference brings people together to talk about ideas that are changing the world. And everybody has to say their talk in 18 minutes or less. Uh, TEDx is kind of like, um, like if you have a franchise, let's say. And so we apply for a license. All of this is run by volunteers, but it's local ideas uh, that are changing our community. So they can be ideas that translate into global action, but it's a lot of the ideas that will focus on our community to make it better for us. Okay, okay, awesome. So um, this year over 600 people applied to come, right? So yes. What makes it so popular? Um, I just think that there's a lot more people paying attention to the regular person being able to use an idea. Like there are people with the ideas, there are people who have money who can support the ideas, and there are people with action. So it brings everybody together into one place and it lets them mingle. It lets them talk to each other and everybody who has a want for a better world, as corny as it sounds, or just somewhere better to live, they get that inspiration from people. And it's not about promoting themselves, it's about just helping. And that's the kind of people that TED and TEDx attracts. So once you get everyone together, I mean, I'm sure some of this kind of happens automatically, but what are some of the ways that you get people to talk and oh. to network and to share those ideas? You know, the day is magic. I have worked on events for over 20 years and this is a, a different feeling throughout. The breaks are scheduled to be an hour, hour and a half, 45 minutes, whatever they are, to, to make sure that you have time to talk. The talks bring out something that is emotional in everybody. So that in itself will get people to relate and be more open. Uh, people are here to connect. People are here to listen to others. We have games to make sure that they do that and sort of sort of questions about themselves that they'll share. And once you start talking to someone and really pay attention to what they're saying, you form a connection. And that just carries over. And our MCs are going to be hilarious. They'll, uh, They'll get people to talk to each other and at the live viewing or even live streaming, you, once you see something, you want to talk about it. You want to share that with somebody, especially if you're excited. Very cool. Um, so I guess, t tell me a little bit about um, how social media plays into that then. 
we do actually do both. The big thing about TED is being present and at the theater. Our social media is focused during the break, so we'll ask questions. What was the one thing that you've learned today that you'll take with you and use? Who was the person you met that excited you? What speaker was your favorite? Which one challenged you? You know, and then you can have those conversations through social media. Um, and it just kind of helps bring ideas together because somebody will put a little hashtag on something and then it groups, you know, more people from the bigger number into those little subcategories that start to have what they like. TED is great because the applications are blind, right? The names and positions and everything is taken off the application and you base it on people's answers about how they see the community, how they see their place within it and what they want to, to do in the future. And, and it brings in just sort of stay-at-home moms and dads, CEOs and everybody sort of in between. And then you find out your level of connection based on interest as opposed to income level or education level or something else. So it starts to do that for people. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's really cool. And just to give it a little bit more context for listeners, like it is quite, it's a little bit of a lengthy application process, right? It is. There's, uh, there is. You have to really sort of think about the questions and they're not easy questions. It's like, well, what do you do within the community to help? What do you do uh, to challenge yourself? What are your likes? We actually, are you like conceptual, uh, spatial, conversational, things like that. Like just sort of really to get an idea of who people are. Uh, but the thing that we want to know most is how, how does everybody help within the community or be within the community? And sometimes that's hard for people because they don't stop and look at what they actually do with others. They just go about their lives and do it. But to put it into words, it's hard. So some people who have applied have their page open for days trying to figure out what to write and others will just go, okay, I'm, I'm done, let's just get through this. But it's not a random everybody can get in. We actually curate the speakers and the audience so that it's the best sort of interconnected event that we can have. That's great. And um, quickly, tell me about, I mean, that's just the audience, yeah. the speakers. How oh, do you geez. choose the speakers? Oh, it's one of those conversations. Um, there is a speaker committee. We uh, have an open call for applications in early in the year, and we get that group of applications, and we look at things and say, okay, if we have more medical than we do arts, then we start to look at what kind of things are happening in the world arts-wise. What do we want to bring up? What's a big topic that's been talking about? So at the end of our process of either recruiting or um, the application or getting the application submitted to us, we sit down as a group, we've read everything and we start to go, this is interesting, this is what we need to talk about, this is topical, these guys are experts, is this new or novel? Like we have a whole list of criteria that we have to hit. So we had over 57 speakers this year and we had 13 slots to fill, right? So it's... There's so many people who want to do more, um, and it's the it's the interesting new novel. It's the ones that benefit the world in some way that get chosen. Well, <laughs> this is very exciting. <laughs> Thank you so much. No, thanks, I'm glad. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna be an amazing show. Thanks, Stacey. So how how were the talks? You got to, you listened to a few of them on Thursday. Uh, what were they like? They were fantastic. I was super inspired. And I understand you spoke with one of the presenters who's also a, uh, a, a local Manitoban as well. 
I did. Um, I spoke with Israel in uh, Donage, and he spoke about uh, the five key principles to building successful people. That was what his TED Talk was about. And uh, he definitely knows a thing or two about success. He played in the NFL for 11 years. Um, he's a successful business person. He runs a charitable foundation and lots more. Yeah, he's a, I think, University of Manitoba alum as well. He, he played, is? played football there and all around a very just kind of an inspirational dude. So uh, when we t- after a quick musical break, we're going to hear your interview with Israel Adonage uh, right after this short musical break. Stay tuned. Love is like candy on a shelf. You want to taste and help yourself. The sweetest things are there for you. Help yourself, take a few. That's what I want you to do. We're always told repeatedly the very best in life is free. And if you want to prove it's true, baby, I'm telling you this is what you should do. Just help yourself to my lips, to my arms. Just say the word and they are yours. Just help yourself to the love in my heart. Your smile has opened up the door. The greatest wealth that exists in the world could never buy what I can give. Just help yourself to my lips, to my arms, and then let's really Has love enough for two More than enough for me and you I'm rich with love, a millionaire I've so much, it's unfair Why don't you take a share? Just help yourself to my lips, to my arms Just say the word In my heart, your smile has opened up the door. The greatest world that exists in the world could never buy what I can give. So happy yourself to my lips, to my arms, and then let's really start to live. Just help yourself to my lips, to my arms, just say the word. Welcome back to River City 360. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, we are still talking with Stacy Cardigan-Smith in studio about TEDx Winnipeg. Uh, before the break, we learned all about TEDx Winnipeg, which was held on Thursday. Uh, it's all about sharing ideas worth spreading. Um, Stacy, so tell us a little bit more about the event and uh, where it was, who you talked to, and, and just sort of a general o- o- overview. Sure. Um, it was held at the Tom Hendry Warehouse Theatre. So um, anybody who goes to the warehouse for MTC would know where that 
that is. Um, and there were 13 presenters throughout the day. A big part of the event was getting to meet and network with the fellow attendees. Um, so you hear these inspiring talks. You're all sitting together in the theater and it's pretty intimate. Like it's not a huge theater. So you're all you're together in this room. You hear these inspiring talks and then you get to meet and mingle with other kind of like minded people um, who also want to make a difference in the world. So it was it was inspiring and really fantastic. So we're going to hear from Israel Adonijah and and his talk about making successful people. But what are some of the other talks about? So they really run the gamut. Um, so Alex Drysdale, who was one of the presenters, he spoke about eating crickets as a sustainable food source protein. I've actually heard of that and, and how it's people are thinking that that's going to be sort of the next step in being able to have a sustainable you know planet that is growing ever by the day so yeah we might have to be eating crickets eating in a crickets years. no more cow just oh crickets God. um so alexandra um Hassenflug, she spoke about you how she uses her synesthesia which um kind of is the blending of sound and color in her case so she kind of she'll listen to music and like have an explosion of color behind her eyes hmm. so she um talked about how she uses that in her art um matt cohen for example he spoke about uncovering winnipeg's history through the fading ghost signs um on the sides of historic buildings so um if you drive downtown you can see those really old um painted signs on the top of or on the, uh, towards the top of some of our old buildings cool. so we talk about talked about like uncovering our history and what those kind of reveal Nice. So it is technology, education, and design, like like totally. what the TED stands for. It can run the gamut. That's very interesting. Yeah. It sounds like a, a pretty cool day. Mm-hmm. And you also interviewed uh, another presenter, Israel Adonijah, former NFL uh, superstar. Yeah. So um, Israel, uh, he was born in Nigeria. He grew up in Brandon, Manitoba. Awesome. Uh, he played for the Bisons at the U of M, and he spent the majority of his 11-year NFL career with the Chicago Bears. Um, today, he's a, su- a successful business person, and he runs the Israel Adonage Foundation. He's also a recipient of the Order of Manitoba. So his presentation was about the five key principles to building successful people. And here he is. So um, what is your idea worth spreading? Yeah, I think my idea worth spreading is that ultimately, regardless of who you are or where you come from or your economic status, we're all created and we've all been built to do amazing things and to be great. And with the right game plan that you can achieve that greatness that without question lies within you. Wow. Okay. That's super inspiring. So um, you talked a little bit, uh, like 11 years in the NFL. You said when you were starting out, somebody told you 10 years would be an impressive career and you did 11. Um, And I imagine, so some of the advice you got going through there would really have kind of taught you how to set those goals. Can you just tell me a little bit about um, how your training as an elite athlete would have helped with that? Well, I I think from the platform of sports, there's so much that correlates to life you know um, nothing's easy you got to fight for it you got to work for it and you know you talk about just one understanding your gifts and abilities so you know me as a player I have a different skill set than a lot of other players out there so my skill set how do I utilize that to allow me to be successful in this game that I'm playing and knowing the rules, knowing how the rules apply to what I do best or what I don't do well. You know, um, all those things 
those principles apply to life. You know, in any platform, if you want to be a veterinarian, well, what skills do you need? Do you have the skill sets necessary to do that? And if you don't, you need to learn them. You need to gain those. What are the rules in, in that apply to being a vet? You know, okay, know those rules in and out. And then, you know, it's so to me, from sport to life to any other correlated platform, there are just so many lessons that can be applied that enable anyone to have success within those platforms. Okay. And you talked about kind of setting goals, like mini wins for yourself to get where you want to be. Um, how, how often, when you're setting those goals, like, can you describe to me what's that process like for yourself? Like, and, and do you reevaluate regularly? How do, you, how do you make sure you're going in the right direction with achievable goals for those wins? Well, it starts with big picture. You know, I want to be the president. You know, well, how do you get there? So you've got to start with the big picture and then scale back. There, there's a map. You know, a, a, many of the things that we're doing in life, there's a direct map or a correlated map to, to the success in that platform. You know, if I wanted to be a doctor, there's a lot of doctors out there in the world that you can learn their playbook, learn their map, and, and apply it to what you want to do. So, so for me in, in, in sport, it was, it was no different. You know, hey, I wanted to play in the, in the NFL, you know, 11 years. Okay, well, how do you do that? Well, one, you've got to make plays. You've got to be able to make plays Sunday in, Sunday out. So when I got there, there was a lot of talented guys at my primary position. So my first three years, I played special teams. Primarily was the reason I was there. It was something I didn't love to do, but it was something that I knew this is going to keep me in the game. And whenever I had an opportunity, somebody got hurt or someone needed a break, and I got in to play what I really wanted to play, I made sure. I made a play that I did something to stand out, and 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 for me that applies directly to everything. Hey, I want to, you know, a lot of kids. I want to do this, 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 but they don't want to put in the work. They don't want to put in the time. They don't want to. They don't want to put in the foundational work. They just want to be at the top, and that's just not how it works. You know, sometimes you've got to put in that that ground level work, and then when an opportunity comes, they look who's there and say, you know, you've been here all these years. We want you to come help us here, and and that's when, more often than not, that's when opportunity comes, and those are the stories we hear hear about. So, you know, for me, that that's an important part of everyone's story. You know, um, putting in that work that allows you to be ready when that opportunity comes. I love it. Small sacrifices for the big picture, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, do you want to tell me really quickly about what you're doing now? Because you're doing some amazing work with your foundation, aren't you? Yeah, we do a lot of great things with the foundation. And, you know, we have an after-school program that we run all year. That We have about 40 kids. That So we focus on understanding who they are, how they fit in the community, putting a plan together for their lives, understanding how to communicate effectively. You know, that's at the core of what we do with our kids. And then on the business side, involved in some some really globally game-changing tech platforms and uh, building building business building venture building entrepreneurial uh, platforms that will shift industry and disrupt in a positive way and that also are, are committed to social uh, you know social giving and, and that kind of connects the loop build 
you know, for-profit that supports the nonprofit and builds the, the young men and women in our community that ultimately now we want you to come work in the for-profit stuff that we're doing and, and build a loop that supports everything uh, in a whole. Thanks, Stacey, and thanks, Israel Adonijay, for talking to us. Uh, so where can people go to learn more about TEDx Winnipeg or see the videos of the presenters from Thursday? Uh, so go to TEDxWinnipeg.ca. The videos will be um, up soon from this year, but you can go on the website and see videos from uh, presentations uh, years past. Um, I believe this was the sixth year. Um, and you will be able to see Israel Adonijay's uh, presentation as well once those are all up. Very cool. Um, and if you want to attend next year, um, I'd suggest uh, just signing up to receive the newsletter and uh, you'll get an, a notification when they're accepting applications. Very nice. I'll have to go do that. That sounds like a, quite the cool event that uh, Winnipeg puts on. So uh, thank you very much, Stacy Cardigan-Smith, for talking to us today. Thank you, Nolan. Thanks, Stacy. And as Stacy mentioned, you can visit the TEDx Winnipeg website online at tedxwinnipeg.ca. Coming up after the break, Calgary's Mayor Nenshi and over 1,500 other mayors and councillors are in Winnipeg this weekend as part of the Big City Mayor's Caucus and the Federation of Canadian Municipalities Annual Conference. Uh, Robert attended Mayor Nenshi's lecture at the University of Winnipeg earlier this week, and we are going to tell you all about it. But first, here's Chubby Checker with The Hucklebuck right here on RC360.
Welcome back to River City 360. Robert and Nolan here with you this morning. So Nolan, it's been a pretty interesting couple of weeks for the city of Winnipeg. We've had quite a few conferences taking place here in the city from Centralia to the Liberal Party of Canada's convention. And now this weekend, the Big City Mayor's Caucus and the Federation of Canadian Municipalities Annual Conference, which has brought more than 1,500 mayors and councillors from all across the country right here to our city. Calgary Mayor Nahid Nenshi was in the city on Tuesday as well to speak as part of the University of Winnipeg's Axworthy Lecture Series, which is a series of lectures that focus on social justice issues. More than 700 people were in the audience to hear Mayor Nenshi, who's in his second term as Mayor of Calgary and the winner of the World Mayor Prize in 2014, recognizing his accomplishments and service. Considering many of the recent times of emergency that we've had here in Canada lately and how Canadians have responded to them from the flood in Calgary to the Syrian refugee crisis to the wildfires in Fort McMurray, Mayor Nenshi mentioned that the prosperity that Canadians share really begins with what he calls the most Canadian of questions, that is, how can I help? But lately, sometimes, that question is paired with another important sentiment. And that sentiment is, we should be looking after our own. Usually that's interpreted to mean, look only after those who look like me, or act like me, or with whom I can identify. But I actually love the statement, we should look after our own. I think we should look after our own. You can tell I'm being a bit subversive. Because of course our own means all the people with whom we share a common humanity. And looking after our own, looking after our own to make sure each of those human beings can live a life of dignity is one of the core elements of what it means to be human. One of the key themes in Mayor Nenshi's lecture was resiliency and how this ties into making Canada a better, stronger place. For Canada to work, we have to embrace financial and environmental resiliency but also that both are based on social resiliency. And social resiliency is strengthened through powerful civic engagement and good public discourse. Mayor Nenshi had some really great anecdotes and stories about social resiliency and the community coming together. And one that really stood out to me was about Neighbor Day. It takes place on the third Saturday of June each year in Calgary, and it's a day of community building and getting to know one another, where neighbors might have a barbecue exchange plants, or even hold a block party. And Mayor Nenshi spoke about how it really brought out the community spirit. One of my favorite examples of Neighbor Day was a community association where they asked me to come first thing in the morning and all they had was Tim Hortons coffee, because it's Canada, and a whiteboard. And the whiteboard said on one half of it, I need, and on the other half of it, I can. And neighbors were supposed to write what they could do or what they needed. And a woman had written, I need someone to fix my lawnmower. And so I asked her about it. And she was an older woman and she said to me, well, my husband always mowed the lawn, but I've lost my husband. And I'm happy to mow the lawn, but the lawnmower is broken. And I don't know how to fix it. And of course, on the other side, someone had written, I can mow your lawn. Those are the things that make a difference in how we live in community. Mayor Nenshi also pointed out a button that he's always wearing that has the number three on it. And that button promotes the Three Things for Calgary program, which asked citizens of Calgary to do three things to help make their community a better place. With Canada's sesquicentennial, that's its 150th birthday, 
Coming up in 2017, Mayor Nenshi put out a call to action for all Canadians. My dream is that every Canadian use the opportunity of our nation's 150th birthday to give a gift to the nation. And that we as a nation, therefore, give a gift to the world. Actually, three gifts. So my dream for next year is three things for Canada. And I hope that every Canadian will take up this cause. I hope all of you will take it up here in Winnipeg, asking yourself that most Canadian of questions, how can I help? And to bring everything full circle, Mayor Nenshi shared one last story from when the city of Calgary welcomed a thousand newcomer families. We had a thousand people there. There was a fair that had different services. Anyone who spoke Arabic in anywhere in the city was there. And Elder Leonard Batstein stood up there with me and did a very special blessing ceremony for these folks. And I looked out in the crowd, and there were these two kind of big swarthy guys holding up handwritten signs. And one of them said, thank you, Calgary. And the other one said, thank you, Canada. And I said, you know what? We're looking after our own. It was a wonderful lecture, and I was really happy I had the opportunity to attend. If you'd like to learn more about Mayor Nenshi's lecture, or about the Axworthy Lecture Series in general, you can visit uwinnipeg.ca forward slash class, and then just search for the Axworthy Lecture Series. There should be a link on that page. Again, that's uwinnipeg.ca forward slash class. Thanks, Robert. Coming up after the break, we'll launch our new series called Promising Projects, where we will hear from members of the grants team at the Winnipeg Foundation, and they'll tell us about some of their favorite upcoming projects and the charitable organizations doing amazing work here in Winnipeg. But first, here's Shep Fields and his orchestra with Harbor, right here on RC360. Thank you. 
Welcome back to River City 360. Robert and Nolan here with you on this wonderful Sunday morning. Here at River City 360, we tell the stories and speak to the people who are giving back to the community. And now we're giving our listeners a chance to do the very same. Our next segment is the first in a brand new series called Promising Projects, where we will be hearing from members of the grants team at the Winnipeg Foundation. Uh, they're going to tell us about some of their favorite upcoming projects in the city and various charitable organizations that are doing amazing work in Winnipeg. After the end of each segment, we'll ask a weekly trivia question that relates to the project that we just covered on the air. And the first person to call into our listener line and leave a message with the answer, the correct answer, to the trivia question will get to make a $50 grant to a registered charity of their choice. Make sure when you call in your entry, you leave your contact details so we can get in touch with you if you're the winner. So without further ado, here is the first installment in our brand new series, Promising Projects, right here on River City 360. My name is Carrie Ryan and I'm a Community Grants Associate at the Winnipeg Foundation. I just started in February. I've worked at the Foundation for a long time, but just started in this role as a Community Grants Associate. One project that I'm really excited about from this round is a grant to Fort White Farms. So that's a sustainable agriculture practice out at Fort White Nature Centre, um, where they raise poultry and um, pigs and they do all kinds of um, vegetables and, and honey. Um, but what's really neat about the project is they get kids from the inner city involved. So um, there's a lot of youth programming out at Fort White Farms, including a group of 12 inner city youth um, that work at the farm over the summer. So they're gaining really important hands-on skills, learning about food, where it comes from, how to harvest it. Also great employment skills they're gaining there. Um, they're producing healthy food for Winnipeggers to eat because it's sold through their farmer's market and their CSA, Community Shared Agriculture Program. Um, so it's a really, it's a neat layered kind of program. And the grant that we've just approved in this round is to help um, expand their program, um, the, the social enterprise element of their program. So the students that are participating are involved in developing new products to sell at the market. They're coming up with recipes, they're preparing the foods themselves. Um, so it's really sort of a win-win for the community. I think it's important that we all know what we're eating and where it comes from and learning how to be self-sufficient and food secure. Um, and Fort White Farms is such a great tangible example of that because it's located right within the city. Um, anybody who visits Fort White can go and take a look at what's going on there um, and maybe be inspired to um, start their own garden or you know, buy their veggies during the summer from, from the farm. That was Promising Projects, the first in our the first installment in our new series uh, that we're going to be running for the next six weeks. Uh, so, as we mentioned before, we are going to now ask a trivia question based on that information. So, I really hope you are listening carefully. So, uh, Robert, why don't you go ahead? All right, here's the question. What are two of the livestock that are raised at Fort White Farms? Two of the livestock raised at Fort White Farms. I hope you were listening to what Carrie said because uh, she mentioned two of them in there. If you mentioned more that she didn't happen to mention, we will accept those answers as well. But she did mention two, so good luck to that. So 
what you need to do right now, if you know the answer to what are two of the types of livestock that are raised at Fort White Farms, call our listener line. Leave us the answer with your name and contact information and your charity of choice. Uh, the first person to call in right now, starting now, our listener line is open. We'll be able to make a $50 grant to any registered Manitoba charity. And the number to call is 204-944-9474, extension 360. Just leave us a message with your contact information the answer to the question, and the charity that you would like to make the $50 grant to in the event that you are our winner. Again, that is 204-944-9474, extension 360. And one more time, that question, what are two of the livestock raised at Fort White, two of the types of livestock raised at Fort White Farms? Give us a call. We would love to hear from you. That's a wrap on this week's episode of River City 360. Thank you very much for listening and a huge thank you to all of our guests for talking to us today. If you'd like to hear more views and news from around Winnipeg, listen to any of our past episodes or subscribe to our podcast, please visit us online at rivercity360.org. Again, that's rivercity360.org. River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg is a project of the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with CJNU 93.7 FM. And we would love to hear your feedback about the show, or if you have the answer to our trivia question, give us a call. Here's that number one more time. It's 204-944-9474, extension 360. And leave us a message on our listener line. If you'd like to leave us a comment about the show, request a song for next week, or suggest a topic for a future show, you can also do that as well. Just leave us a message. It's open 24-7. Or... As we mentioned, you can leave us the answer to today's trivia question from our Promising Projects segment. So again, the number to call is 204-944-9474, extension 360. We're also on Twitter and Facebook. You can search at RiverCity360 on the Twitter application or RiverCity360 on Facebook as well. I'm Nolan Bicknell signing off for River City 360. And I'm Robert Zirk. Thank you again so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Have a great Sunday. Mm-hmm.